The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, year in and year out, for decades, we've been striving to be your public radio source for the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And today is one of our X-Factor Investor Days. It seems like... It's been a while since we've done one of these. Has it been a while since we've done one of these? My goal was every month this year, and it seems like it's been a while, but this is a really, really good one, so stay tuned. I got a couple of quick announcements I have to make first. The Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati has its second meeting for the month of August tomorrow. The topic is how to keep the stuff you're working so hard to get. It's all about how to set up your asset protection and also your estate so that you don't lose it all to stupid stuff like nuisance lawsuits and unneeded taxes and um, you know the fact that the fact that you you know that it's possible that you could become so disabled that you could not run your real estate business but you could still not be dead and guess what's going to happen to your poor family? If that's the case, and you haven't got plans for such a situation. So it's uh, it's a really important topic. And we knew when we scheduled it that people are going, no, I want to learn how to make money. But you know what? There's absolutely no reason to learn how to make it if you're not going to learn how to keep it. Cincinnati RIA is open to the public. It's a nonprofit organization. And you can always download a free guest pass for your first meeting at CincinnatiRIA.com. You can also get the information about when the meeting is and the entire schedule, including the free dinner at 530. Again, at CincinnatiRIA.com. Also, the Northern Kentucky chapter of RIA of Greater Cincinnati meets next Tuesday. The topic there being uh, asset protection in Kentucky, because things are slightly different down there. And, of course... We are RIA of Greater Cincinnati, not just Cincinnati. So if you're interested in Kentucky investing, you can check that out at the same place, CincinnatiRIA.com. My guest today is the founder and CEO of RP Capital, which is a real estate bro- uh, brokerage that specializes in residential income producing properties. But it's more than it's more than what you're thinking about when you think brokerage. This company was actually ranked in the top 25% of Inc.'s 5,000 fastest growing business lists back in 2015. And they sort of do a um, a, a whole all-in-one. There's proprietary software. There's a platform that helps investors 
uh, understand what the income from the property they're uh, thinking of buying is. And uh, on and on, Ron Phillips, who is the CEO of that company, is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, he founded a property management company, grew it to 500 single-family units, and sold it in 2007. He has done thousands of deals, including wholesale, retail, and turnkey rentals. And he is joining us from heaven knows where by phone. Ron, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Uh, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Where is here? Uh, you're well, on your show, but right now I'm in Arkansas, actually. So, I mean, I, I, if you were hoping for some exotic location, I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint you today. <laughs> oh, Arkansas is pretty exotic. You're 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 kind of always on the on the road, someplace or another. I know you were in Europe for at least a month, a, a little while back, yeah. and. Um, it's interesting that you are able to continue to run this this sizable uh, business. That it's not it's not. I mean, you do have a buy and hold business, but the the one that most people know you for is a buying and selling business, and you're never there. Yeah, I mean, I'm there uh, once a quarter, and I'm um, you know I tune in for meetings when I need to. I I I just I have incredible i have an incredible team you do indeed so, you do yeah, indeed I, I don't i don't have to be there all the time because i have unbelievable people who who know what they're doing yeah now um our x factor our x factor investor interviews here on real life real estate are are really more to get to get to what is it about you as opposed to the other i don't know 1 million people who entered the real estate business the same year you did and never did anything or 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 certainly didn't get the didn't get to the level that you did but um i i do want to spend just a couple of minutes talking about your story because you're not somebody whose family's been in who's been millionaires for generation after generation after generation no i mean i i grew up um with an incredible family um but we were, I mean, my parents were, um, were, were never well off, um, but they were incredible people who instilled in us a, an incredible, a great work ethic. And, and I mean, they're just unbelievable people, but yeah, we didn't have money. Um, and as a matter of fact, I mean, when my wife and I got married, we lived in a, lived in an unfinished basement, uh, of my brother's house, uh, for a little while. And then we moved into a trailer. Uh, so not, not, really starting off wealthy for sure no mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what was it that attracted you to real estate in the first place uh, Lena, i really i've been trying to figure that out um, for a long time i think i've just had several people in my life who um who were successful and and i think i just like subconsciously i kind of absorbed that that was a good idea um and then i was i was in sales and um, when I was in sales, you know, you're, if, if you have a good sales manager, they beat, beat it into your head that you're supposed to, you know, continue to study and learn your craft. And I traded a book that I was reading to another salesman for um, the book he was reading, which happened to be Rich Dad's Guide to Investing. And all of that subconscious whatever culminated in that book. Um, and, and it flipped a switch 
for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, when I got, when I got laid off from that job, um, I just, I just started in real estate. And when was that? Uh, early, early 2000, like late, late 19, like 1999 to to 2000 and then into 2001 is when I got started. Okay. So you've really only been in the real estate business for like 18 years. Yeah, only, and I, I feel old. 18 years is a long time. <laughs> 18, years, 18 years is not a long time. There are folks who have been in the business much, or, or you know, not, I mean, one of the things we're going to talk about is, is um, the difference between learning about real estate and real estate education and actually doing it and implementing it. Yeah. But yeah, sure. there, there's been a lot of people who've been who've been thinking about real estate since a long time before 2000 and have not reached, you know, nearly the level of success uh, that you have had. Now, we need to take a quick break. I do want to remind listeners that the X Factor Investor Days are a great day for you to be able to get on the phone or on email and ask questions of folks that you don't you don't normally get to meet at your local RIA group. You know, Ron, Ron's in Europe. He's not at RIA. Or he's in Arkansas, he's not at RIA, or he's at one of the many masterminds that he attends professionally now. He's not at RIA. So this is your this is your uh this is your big chance to to ask whatever questions uh you have had for folks like him who do a million dollars a year in business. 877-772-9658 is the number to call. You can also send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and today my guest is Ron Phillips, who is one of the uh, just like really successful investors that uh, I set out to interview at the beginning of this year, one a month, just to sort of see, like, is there something, is there something we can point to and say that these guys and gals have it and other people don't have it. Uh, Ron has a number of companies, RP Capital, RPC Exchange. He's he's already sold a couple of companies, and I'm telling you, this guy does gigantic. This let me say that. Let me say this. His business does gigantic amounts of deals every year, like like more more than probably anybody you know. And yet, importantly, he doesn't spend 80 hours a week at the office. And that's uh, one, one of the things that we are going to uh, discuss today. Um, Ron, if you could talk a little bit about uh, how, this, how this arc went, because you have, been, you have been around long enough to go through a full real estate cycle. Yep. You, you started out right before the, the tech wreck and the little recession that we had in 2001 and 2002, and then went up through the the big, you know, spike in real estate prices and then the crash and then now, you know, coming back up again. What 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 did you do what did you do to get out of the trailer? And then what <laughs> and then what did that evolve into and then how have you ended up where you are today in terms of strategy? Well so I um I I, I got laid off. After that I I I actually answered an ad and 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 I thought I was going to get a job this whole millionaire real estate investor seeks apprentice thing uh, which I learned really quickly isn't a job um, but in spite of that I, I went and got educated um, from this guy and uh, I did my first real estate deal 
um, my first week out. Um, and I think largely to answer your question, like, why did I do that and other people didn't? Well, I had to have money. I mean, I, I needed money. And um, I had learned a way to go get money. And maybe I was just dumb enough to, uh, to not know what I didn't know. And I just went and did what the guy told me to do. Um, I mean, that's exactly what I did. But maybe the reason I did it was because I didn't, I, I didn't have any reason to believe that it didn't work. The guy looked incredibly successful. Um, and so I just went out and did it. Uh, I, I, and I, I actually submitted to his company first because they were supposed to fund them. Um, and we were supposed to do all the work, split it 50-50. And they denied the property for no reason. And so I think that would shut most people down, right? But, Vina, I needed money. So I just went back through the stuff that he taught me, and I, learned, I was just like, well, I, I can go put this thing under contract, and then I can sell it myself, and I'll just double-close this thing and screw that guy. So that's exactly what I did. Um, and within 30 days, I made just under $20,000. And I was hooked. I went and talked my brother into um, going into business with me. And then, um, I mean, I guess to, to show just how ignorant we were, we went and chose the hood in Kansas City uh, to, to rehab properties. And we didn't really think it was that big of a deal to, to, to door-to-door hand out flyers that say we buy houses um, in the war zone in Kansas City. So, <clears throat> I mean, so it was wholesale and then fix wholesale, up wholesale, then rehab, mm-hmm. and we retailed them. Um, and you know, thinking back to those days, you know, we had I had just enough um, intelligence to go out and, and leverage other other people's um, professions as well because I connected with a mortgage broker who um, who was uh, who spoke Spanish, which which was the demographic that we needed. And I didn't speak Spanish, and um, so he would he would get these people qualified. He didn't have any properties to sell them, so we connected together. And oh my gosh, man, we just sold properties because um, he had clientele who needed houses. We had houses that were in great shape because we just rehabbed them, um, and we did that until HUD changed their guidelines, which halted our business. And um, you know, they, they, in Kansas city, they made us have a year of seasoning because of some fraud in Kansas city, somewhere around 2004, I think. Um, and then we got stuck with properties, which turned me into a landlord overnight. And it's kind of funny how progression goes, Vina, because then you start to meet all these landlords and, you know, some of them were people that we bought properties from and, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but very quickly I realized that they worked a whole hell of a lot less than I did. And they seemed to have a lot more time and they always had more money than I did. Hmm. So, um, so that was kind of my entry into um, the rental business. Um, And and from there I I met another guy who was selling rental properties to people out of state. Um, And I partnered up with him and we grew that company um, very big um, for seven years. I was on the road uh, teaching and uh, helping people understand how to in, how to invest in real estate and then selling them rental properties all over the country. Um, we parted ways uh, about five years ago, and I had to start all over again. So, um, 
so I, I started with zero all over again in 2012, and then I, I built the company that you just you just talked about um, since then. Was it easier the third time? Oh yeah, so much easier. Um, although uh, it was for some, for whatever reason, being it was scarier because um, I'd never really done it on my own. I'd never been the guy that was completely in charge, um, and here I was gonna be. Um, and I felt responsible for um, the other people who were with me and and to really make this thing happen because um, all of our livelihoods depended on it. And we didn't we didn't have any runway for this thing to go <laughs> wrong. Right. I mean, we had again, I was in a scenario where I needed things to work um, and we just we just went out and made it work. And within the first year, we made uh, a million um, and we did a million dollars in business uh, and. And after that, every year just kind of kept growing. Mm-hmm. And recently, I, I think it's been maybe in the last 18 months, you made the decision to move in, move to a completely different part of the country than your business has traditionally been in. Like you physically yeah, got uh, up and moved. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I think maybe um, I was just telling somebody today how that happened and uh, short story. I mean, I, my wife and I have for years wanted to move um, to where the ocean is. We wanted to live by the water. And, um, you know, we just happened to be in Myrtle Beach and we decided to, to drive south to Charleston to check it out. And I have a buddy there who owns the Remax. I asked him to just kind of drive us around. This was in August of last year. So just about a year ago. And we put an offer in on a house that we saw that day when we were down there for the two days that we were down there. And, um, by October we were in Charleston. Mm-hmm. And how, how did your, how did your, cause you still have, I mean, you still have a, a company that has, that has a product that they sell <laughs> that, that can be a fairly hands-on product as anybody who, you know, sells real estate and particularly rehabs real estate knows how did your staff feel about you saying, yeah, so you guys can get a hold of me by Skype because I don't live here anymore? Well, for a couple of years, um, for about the last two and a half years, my staff has really, um, I mean, my team needs me less and less and less. Um, and, you know, my my big contribution to my company is are, are my ideas and certainly not the implementation of those ideas. Um, they do a far better job than I do at implementation. So um, I think the hardest part for my team and for me, for that matter, um, is that I really, really, truly enjoy those people. I love my team, and um, I think they love me too. But um, but I know for a fact that I love them, and we, we have a really good time together. So that was the hardest piece, I think, was that, that we, we weren't all together all the time anymore. Um, but we just had, we just made some transitions. Um, I, I talked to them via zoom so I can still see them. Um, I, and I go out once a quarter, which is really fun because I haven't seen them for three months, you know? Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, what does your day look like? Um, nowadays, um, I, I, I wake up at about six. I spend about 30 to 45 minutes uh, studying something spiritual. 
Um, and then I'm off to the gym. Uh, I'm a gym rat. I go there uh, at least five days a week, usually six days a week. Um, I'm there for about an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. And that I'm, I'm an audiobook guy. I, I love audiobooks. So while I'm at the gym, I'm reading books, which allows me to get through a book a week, um, which is amazing. And then I have some of my best ideas in the morning. And so um, the rest of my day is pretty fluid. I'll, you know, if I get some brilliance at the gym, I'll go back home to my office and, and work on it. Um, some days I've got to do, like, I have quarterly reports due to my investors um, on the on the apartment buildings and funds that I have going. So um, once a quarter, I'm getting prepared for that as well. Um hang out with my wife a lot i can tell you that oh you sound like an unemployed uh, person it's a little bit i mean a lot of the times it feels like that but i still um like i look at a lot of apartment deals um stuff like that but i just don't have a i don't have a, a a real schedule i'll spend 90 minutes a day um in some kind of deep work um and usually that's you know going deep on some idea that I have to see if it's got legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right now I'm working on RPC Exchange, which you talked about, um, which is how I plan to ex- expand uh, my business. Um, and so I'll do that, but I, I, I don't spend eight hours a day doing those kind of things anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of... What do you think of the folks out there, and and you know who I'm talking about, and so does every so does everybody else. I'm just not going to mention their names. Who talk about the real estate business as if as if working at it 14 hours a day was a good thing, was was you know something that was admirable. Yeah, some kind of, yeah, some kind of badge of honor that you wear around, tell everybody how busy you are. Mm-hmm. I. I I, I admire people um, far more who um, who tell me uh, how much money that they're making by doing nothing <laughs> than I do people who work 18 hours a day and are still, for whatever reason, in need of working 18 hours a day. The whole purpose of going in business, if, if you want my opinion about it, is that you you build a business or you buy investments at some point so that you don't have to work anymore. So the badge of 18 hours a day, I truly don't get. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand it. Now, in the beginning in your business, do you have to hustle and grind and do all the the great tag words that you see on on social media nowadays? Sure you do. Absolutely. Do you need to do that to the detriment of of your family life or other things that you um, hold dear? Uh, No, you don't. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about how how Ron feels you ought to be planning for that right now, even if you're not mm, where you want to be in the real estate business just yet. We're also going to take your calls at 877-772-9658. Let me say that again. 877-772-9658. Or you can send us an email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and my guest today is X-Factor Investor Ron Phillips. Now, if you have ever, if you have ever been sitting in your car 
and thought as you're listening to the X Factor Investor shows, boy, I would really like to just be able to sit down and talk with that guy or gal. Uh, in this particular case, you're going to have that opportunity. And here's how it's going to come about. In a couple of weeks, literally two weeks, it's going to be fun drive time here on WMKV. I know I'm not supposed to say we're having a fun drive. I'm never supposed to let anyone know that we're ever going to be asking for any money to keep this incredibly complex station up and running. But in this case, you're going to want to make sure that you listen to that because uh, during my program on Wednesday at 5, uh, you're going to get the opportunity to sign up for the largest and longest running real estate investing summit in the United States, the National Real Estate Strategy Summit. It's sponsored by OREA and it's here in Cincinnati every November. And we're doing something different this year at the conference, uh, which is we're going to open it on Thursday night with a group interview with Ron. He has volunteered to come out there on his own dime just to spread kind of his philosophy and talk to folks and support OREA. And it's it's going to be literally people asking him questions. <laughs> so uh, unusual format for us. We'll see if it works uh, in terms of, you know, do you guys do you guys love it? I think you're going to love it. And uh, you will have the chance to like kind of let this what, what you hear today simmer a little bit. And then on November 1st, 2nd, 3rd and 4th, he'll be there on the 1st. Uh, ask ask questions so uh we really appreciate you doing that ron you're the you're literally you're, li you're literally our test case to see how well, to, to see how folks it goes really well then Vina. <laughs> <laughs> i i i really i really i really think it will because um you walk this really interesting line in your life where you you've built up a business where you have a lot of free time, but you have a lot of free time because you built the business that way. It's this is this didn't it didn't happen this way because you got rich. It happened this way because that was how you planned it. Because you know my my dad got rich and still worked ninety hours a week. I know a lot of people at our local RIA who are very very successful and who barely get a vacation, <laughs> much less do they get to go to Europe for a month. So, so can, yeah. you, can you talk a little bit about the intentionality of that? When did that come about? Because you, you had a long arc leading up to this latest business. Did, was it this one where you said, I'm just not going to be on the road 300 yeah. days a year flogging this stuff? I, I think it's important that people understand why my philosophy changed, um, because it did change, Vina. I, for, for the seven years that I was building this, almost the exact same business for the first time into a multi-million dollar business um, with a partner, um, I, I worked like a dog. I was on the road three weeks a month. I spoke all over the place. Um, I mean, I missed things that fathers shouldn't miss, birthdays special occasions. My kids still remember that and remind me of that. Um, and so uh, then, you know, you keep telling yourself as a business owner that it's worth it. It's going to be worth it because you're going to be able to spend more time with your family and all that stuff. And let me tell you what happened to me. What happened to me is that in 2012, um, my partner and I, bearing you the, the gory details, parted ways and 
I literally, out of a multi-million dollar business, ended up with zero dollars um, and and nothing, really. And I had to start all over again. And um, at that point, I realized that I had just flushed seven years of, of my family's life, not my business life, because the, the things that you don't lose going through something like that is everything that you learned, right? So it was not a waste by any stretch of the imagination. But what was a waste were all of the years that I did not spend with my children and with my wife. And it changed my perspective. So when it was my turn to do it the way that I wanted to do it, I decided that I was going to do it different this time. Um, And I was going to build a company that, it did not require anyone in my company to work that hard. No one, um, because I want everyone to be able to live um, the kind of life that they want to. Right? Um, not everybody wants to be a business owner. That's perfectly fine. Some people, you know, want to be team members. That's okay. Um, but no one should have to work that many hours and be away from their families like like I did. So it was intentional that I built it that way. And during the last, uh, what's that been? six years. During the last six years, I've learned a ton about how to make that happen, Vina. Um, and it's only been probably the last three years that it's been um, a little more on hyperdrive. But I set the foundation for that because I kind of laid the gauntlet that I wasn't going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So did, did you have to go? Did you have to go through it the first time to do it the second time? Or if someone had sat you down the first time and said, here's your here's what your life is going to be like if you don't do something different and here's how you can solve it would you have believed them and would you have been able to enact it um i don't know if i would have believed them but you can absolutely enact it um and here's why um when i started seven years ago my life did not require the same amount of money to make it run as it does today um what happens over time as you make more and more and more and more money, you get more, more and more and more comfortable with whatever lifestyle you're in, and you always want more and more and more and more and more. So there is never enough um, when you're in that chase, right? But if, if I had known what I knew, what I know now, when I was starting out, I could have exited the rat race so fast it would make anyone's head spin. And from there, I could have grown my business, um, it probably wouldn't, uh, it probably wouldn't have had the same arc, I guess, as you call it, um, Vina, but it would have been seriously successful. It would have given me far more time to myself. Um, and it would have, and it would have happened faster. Um, exiting the rat race, right. Would have happened faster. Um, and then I'd like to think that just because of what I know about investments, um, and and compounding now um, that I wouldn't be a whole lot off from where that I am now because when you lose it all and you have to rebuild it, it 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 uh, I mean it takes a little bit of time to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So had I done it the right way the first time, and um, I I absolutely in my in my heart believe that anyone can do that if they set out with the intention to do it. That's not the intention I set out with. I, I set out with the intention to make a, a bazillion dollars, and, and every single time I thought, you know, 
if I make a million dollars, I'm going to be super rich. And then when you make a million dollars, well, your idea of super rich has changed. So mm-hmm. now I need to make $10 million. And you know what I mean? It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think there's there's something in the air in the real estate education world or the real estate association world, which is how most people, I mean, even you got into it that way. <laughs> you got into it through a, a guru or a seminar or something that, yep. that doesn't, that doesn't address this because the message that we get is, you know, go crush it, kill it, you know, do send out 9 million pieces of mail this week and then deal with the results it's not oh. it's not design your business so that you don't have to do that. Well, and I think the piece that's missing is design your life so that you're so that, that you can design the perfect business. And I'm not and I'm not trying to suggest that you don't have to work hard. I'm also not trying to suggest that it's not going to be a real slog in the first, you know, little bit that you're in business because it is going to be. But I'm also trying I am very much telling people that it does not require 18 hours a day. It does not require you to be 100% all the time in your phone. You can put that damn thing down and you can actually be present with your, with your kids or with your wife. I mean, I used to take calls on dates with my wife, Vina. I mean, I was sick just like a lot of other people, right? (laughs) Who does that? Do you still have that same wife? Is that the same wife that you're still married to today? (laughs) I do. Bless her heart. Yes, I do. Um, But I don't do that anymore, you know, and I and and because of that, our relationship is I mean, we've always had a strong relationship, but it is way deeper now because we spend a lot of quality time together. Now, I I heard Darren Hardy speak. Um, and I love something that he said. I, and I love his, bo- his book, the, the Compound Effect. Love it. Everybody should read that book. One of the things that he said um, was he said, look, most people don't know how to work. They think that they can multitask all day long. And, they, and what ends up really happening is they don't get a whole lot done and they work 14 to 18 hours a day. Well, if you can concentrate, if you can focus on the one thing that really makes you money or the one or two or three things that really make you money, and you can do that for a 90-minute set with no interruptions, you can get more work done in 90 minutes than most people get done in an entire eight-hour day. So if you do two, two segments of that, which is only three hours, you can do more in three hours than most people do in 16 hours a day. So it is, it is not necessary to work a, a ton of hours. It is necessary to work very deeply in one, two, or three different things that really make you money. And the rest of the ancillary stuff you should either hire out or stop doing altogether. And let's, let's, I know we just, we just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into the same topic, but it's, it's because that's. That's what you're good at. Um, you and I both belong to a mastermind group where almost everybody who's a member of it has multiple businesses. Yes. They're they're in the real estate business plus the education business plus the RIA business plus, you know, so I, I, I don't know if it's me or Larry Goins who has the most, not that that's anything to brag about, uh, but it's, it's... Yeah, that's a toss-up. That's a toss-up. It's... Um, <laughs> 
it is a it is a it's it, for for some of us that mastermind group is like it's like workaholics anonymous you know we're there we're there to figure out how to not do so much because we right. because we've been doing so much for so long that it's just it's become largely a habit so if you were talking to like a brand new real estate investor somebody who you, you look at them you've talked to them you really feel like they've they, you know they've got it going on they're going to do the work what would you say to them about how not to become the person who is estranged from their wife and children and their dog doesn't come when they call and they're answering phones on dates like how do you you know because there's a certain there's a certain ambition that comes with wanting to be in real estate and sometimes that ambition translates to yeah it's 11 o'clock at night but that but that's the that's the i buy houses phone that's ringing i've got to answer it right if i don't answer it then i'm not going to make any money um and i listen or I'm going to waste my mail or, or whatever the case may be. Um, how, do you, how do you do that from the beginning? Um, it, it's how I did this one from the beginning. It isn't any different that I started over again. Um, I'm, I started. So whether you're starting over or you're starting from scratch is irrelevant. What you should do is sit down and plan your ideal life because how do you know when you've actually made it. That's the thing that frustrates the hell out of me. I'll go to these mastermind groups, and here are guys who legitimately, Vina, have made it. They have way more money and resources, assets, and, and in every way are far more successful than I am. But they're still in need of crushing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just tax myself. I'm just like, do you even know what your end game is? What is the end? Okay, and, and I'm not suggesting that I'm ever going to necessarily stop working, but to work and that's the only thing that you enjoy is, is a, that's a problem. You have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so bad for me that when I actually walked through this process of trying to figure out what my perfect life entailed without work involved in it, it was a struggle to actually come up with what it is because my life without work I mean, if you actually remove work, there's just a, a vacuous, you know, gaseous mess right there. There was nothing else there. And in, it becomes so ingrained in us that it's almost our identity. And then when you try to remove yourself from it, it's as if you're being stripped of your identity. So what I would tell new people is figure out what your identity is first. Then when you wrap the business around it, the business is just a tool. Just like real estate investments or any other investment, it's a tool that you use to to give you the power and the freedom to be able to do whatever your identity is over here, right? Mm -hmm. And it's probably not a real estate investor. That's that's maybe what you do, but that's not who you are, and it's not probably, you know, who you want to be remembered as. I'm just assuming. I mean, if it is, then then go work 18 hours a day and and crush it. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> um, basically, it's it's about intentionality. What whether yes. whether you're starting it for the first time or whether you're starting it for the tenth time. Yep. Especially if you're starting it for the tenth time. Good <laughs> hell, do it right this time. 
<laughs> Very good. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and answer the many, many questions that have built up here at askvina at gmail.com. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Talking today to X-Factor investor Ron Phillips, who does hundreds of deals a year and doesn't even live in the same city as his business. He's kind of He's kind of doing the thing that we all claim to want to do, but then build businesses that can't possibly do that because we have to be so involved in it. Ron is going to be the uh, opening keynoter on Thursday evening at the National Real Estate Investing Summit here in Cincinnati on November 1, 2, 3, and 4. You can find out more about that by just hanging on for a couple more weeks, and we're going to tell you how you can get in really cheap and also support public radio while you're doing it right now we're going to go to the go to email uh where i've got a whole bunch of questions for ron uh this one is from the lightning round yes this lightning. One, it is right. this one's from brandon he says uh here are a few questions i came up with what are some of your what are some of the aspects of your business that you outsource and place automation on and let me and let me combine that with a question that we got from Jay-Z in Las Vegas who said, uh, how big do you think someone can even build a real estate related business without full-time employees? Oh, well, okay. Um, I automate a lot. Everything I can automate, I automate. Um, and when I say I, um, that means somebody else automates it because I, I don't really know how. Hmm. Um, but uh, we automate a ton of marketing. We, we automate a ton of, of follow-up um, with emails. We use automated emails, automated text, automated um, slide-out broadcast. Uh, oh, my gosh. We have tons of automated things in the escrow process. Um, we have uh, an entire software that we built that automates uh, the majority of our business, including um, – uploading um, properties into our system where um, not only us, but anyone in the exchange can see them. Um, so to answer your question, anything you can automate, so long as it doesn't take, so high, high tech without high touch doesn't work. Um, so you can't take all of the high touch out of your business, right? But anything you can automate that doesn't take out the high touch factor, you should automate. Mm -hmm. um, now, I have full-time employees. So it's not as if my, my, my business just runs with automation. That's not true. I have um, full-time employees, and I have contract um, workers as well. Um, I've had as many as um, 14 at a time, which is a very small business. It's not, not big by any stretch. Um, we're back under double digits now, which I much prefer. Um, I think I got lost in the question there. Yes, automate. Uh, yes, people I, are good. Yes, I think the other. I think the yeah. other. The other question was really around the idea of how much business can somebody do by themselves? Because we're talking about we're talking about not just having a business, but having a life. And at some point, it stops being a life if you have to do everything. So how how much? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it depends how, on I think how much you want to do. Um, that would be, and it depends on the business that you're in. It also depends what, what business you're in depends on what you can and should outsource. Um, in my opinion, you should outsource the things that you're not terribly good at and, um, and or hate. So anything that you're really good at and that you love, 
those are the things you should spend your focused time doing. And as soon as you can reasonably um, afford to outsource the rest of the stuff, you should do it. Um, because as, as soon as you do, uh, what ends up happening is there's a multiplier effect because you don't have to worry about the things that really drag and weigh you down. You're freed up to do the things which, in, in most cases, make you and the company a lot of money. Um, so there's a multiplier effect to that. Question from John in Michigan. He says, as a professional real estate student, I would like to know at what point somebody somebody moves from a professional student to someone who actually works in real estate. What is the key to making that light switch moment happen? Oh, actually doing something. I know that sounds really cliche and stupid of me to say, um, but it, it takes action. Um, and so many people get paralyzed because they think they don't know enough. And the reality is I learn something new about real estate every day. I've been doing this for 18 years, which according to Vina, I'm a baby in the industry. And I'm still learning tons, right, um, about real estate. But that doesn't stop me from acting on the things that I do know. So, um, so John, I would encourage you to, I don't care which, which path you choose, but, you know, Get in the game. Do something. Send some marketing out. Go talk to somebody. Network. Find a deal. And then once you find a deal, do not get yourself all balled up inside. Go put it under contract. You know, um, go out there and make it happen. You, you have to be. You have to actually do something. Um, and once you do, you're going to find that it really wasn't that bad. Kind of like when you first time you jump off the high dive. It's <laughs> just terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. After you do it, you're like, well, that was actually kind of fun. I think I'm going to go do that again. <laughs> and before long, you're trying to do, you know, flips and cannonballs and all kinds of crazy stuff off of there, you know. Um, it just You have to jump. All right. Very good. And uh, believe it or not, we're, like, out of time. And <laughs> I well, really – I, <laughs> I would love to – continue this conversation. In fact, we will continue it, but not until November 1st at the uh, OREA National Real Estate Investing Summit, where Ron will be the opening keynote speaker. And it literally is going to be a massive interview between Ron and you guys who attend. I'm excited too. This is going to be super interesting. I've never, I've never, I've never seen anybody do this before. I really, really want all of the Johns out there to go do something this week. So just go do something. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you so much for your time, Ron. And of course, we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing. 